I feel like saying good morning Vietnam but good morning <laughs> business eye to everyone on this beautiful Friday do you know what I was thinking on the way in here I was saying mm, maybe it's time to change the music at the beginning of the show you know we've we've got a new website up uh, online the place is looking spick and span um, everyone is sort of there's a, a great atmosphere in the station we've we've got our amazing sponsor for the show which is the local enterprise board or yeah. uh, Leo the, uh, which is sponsored by Leo down in Dunleary Ratdown um, don't forget hashtag making it happen making it happen as well so the local enterprise office in Dunleary Ratdown yeah. uh, there's a fresh feeling here isn't there there is yeah there, there, everything is happily moving but I was thinking maybe just change the music the what do you think Maybe something classical, a bit sort of sweeping and... I think we'd have a debate. We'll probably <laughs> arm wrestle over the choice <laughs> of what we're doing on it. Yeah. But yes, things things are good and it's been a, an interesting week. Yeah. Simon, how has your week been? It's been a busy week and uh, lots happening. Two websites launched. Uh, I'll give a quick plug to the one... Um, my friend Justin Caffrey, friend, coach, business partner, and I launched a, a website, mindsetandmindfulness.com. Um, and anybody's, anybody who's interested in mindset growth, mindfulness, um, well-being stuff, as, as, you, as you do a lot of, of Joe, uh, more than happy to, to visit the website and, and contribute. It's a free website, free resource. We really want it for a, to be a place for people to share their thoughts and feelings about th- those whole areas. So yeah. just a bit of a plug on yeah. that. And on the new website, uh, it's the dublinsouthfm.ie and .com. It's yeah. a new, fresh site. Uh, it's a great um, site. It's yeah, it's it's plodded along. So yeah. uh, thank you to all the staff here at the station. And our guest is watching us, thinking, "What are they talking about?" Oh, <laughs> talking about. Tell us about our guest, Simon. So we have a really exciting fintechy, real techy uh, payment guy here called Rory Goff uh, from Patient Payments and other things. Welcome, Rory. Welcome. Um, sorry, thanks very much for the the, the kind <laughs> welcome. Yeah, um, it's great to join you both today. It's great to have you here. And we were just having a chat before, um, all things dental and payments and all that sort of scary stuff. So um, tell us a little bit about your business, I guess your business first, and we can explore more about you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my own background is sales marketing. And about 10 years ago, I set up a specialist dental marketing business here in Ireland. So... Um, in more detailed terms, we provide dentists with websites, branding, Facebook pages, Google AdWords management, social media, graphic design. Um, so effectively everything they need to uh, communicate with their patients. Um, they're, they're known historically for, for being fantastic at treating patients in the chair. But outside of that, you'd be uh, at a loss to hear from your dentist um, mm. outside of the time when you're actually in the chair. So... Um, we, as we kind of touched on earlier, I was very fortunate that when we started the business, only 10% of the dentists in Ireland had websites, which is un- unbelievable. Yeah. And You're saying there are about 1,000 dental practices in Ireland? Uh, yes, that's correct. Um, approximately 1,000 dental practices with 3,500 dentists. Okay, so only 100 had websites? 100 or less. Wow. But it, it, if you even look at some doctors out there as well yeah, yeah. a lot of them don't have them again also if you look at some architects or you look at barristers or solicitors they don't have them either yeah. so yeah. what made you go for that niche in the market why did you go oh these are the guys I'm going for 
this is where I feel is a golden opportunity to me. Why dentists? I tell you, um, it was a it was a collection of fortunate and unfortunate circumstances. Um, so I, I was working in a sales and marketing job um, and I actually lost that job back in 2009. But previous to that, I was I was actually working in a radio station. Uh, I won't mention the other radio station. If you do, we'll just have to uh, bring it outside <laughs> and edit. <laughs> um, but I was working in another radio station and one of my clients was actually a dental lab. So a dental lab makes crowns and bridges and dentures and all this kind of stuff for dentists. So I was working for them. Uh, I was sorry, I was I was selling them radio ads at the time. And when I lost my job, I went back to them to do business development, trying to sell their services into dentists. Yeah. So while I was doing that, I noticed that nobody was actually catering for the dental market. And I said, hold on a minute here. I've ex- 20 years of sales and marketing. And I've got these contacts now in dental practices and I put two and two together and that's how I ended up in the dental industry. And that you just kind of went, it was, it, was, it was probably a moment that you got this great thought in your head and went, aha, yeah. It, it, you could say it was an aha or a, or a fate moment. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So we, we, we kind of got the few introductions through the, through the dental lab. And as we kind of discussed before we came on here, you know, it was slow start in the first couple of years. But now, 10 years on, I have a name in the industry and I'd be known to most of the dentists across the country. Wow. It, it's, it's interesting because dentists, you know, people only really go, it's like people only really go to the doctor or the dentist when they need to go. Um, and I, I know that some of the insurance companies offer, you know, for a checkup uh, once a year or whatever on them. And, and then if if people want crowns or whatever as well, but a lot of them don't. And the new system you you created up, which is like it's it's a financial planning for your for your dentist and your oral health. And from there, people then, which I love the idea is pay five euros a month or pay 10 euros a month. And that allows you to connect with your dentist and get your teeth sorted, your gums, your mouth. Yeah, yeah. So um, am I right in that? Am I wrong? No, no, no. no, You're absolutely right. Um, So just, I mean, for your listeners, so they understand. So having worked with dentists for so long um, and helping them with their marketing, social media, Every, we, we felt that every other industry, you mentioned solicitors and barristers, and every other industry had embraced digital payments. And I felt that healthcare and dental specifically were being left behind. Yeah, yeah. So about two years ago, I set up a new company called Patient Payments. So the website is there, patientpayments.com. P-A-Y-T-I-E-N-T. Yes, cool yes. Word, so yeah. it's a bit of a play on pay yeah. and the word patient. So P-A-Y-T-I-E-N-T, yeah. payments.com. And... What it is, is a suite of digital payment uh, solutions for dental practices and subsequently uh, other healthcare providers. So uh, vets, opticians, nursing homes, private hospitals. Nutritionists. Nutritionists, exactly. So anyone that's really in the healthcare space. But um, as as Joe rightly touched on um, with the dental practices, so say at the moment, if you have, I personally, I have three children. So I brought them to the dentist last year. And by the time we were done with all the bits and bobs, I was out a couple of hundred euros. And it kind of... A couple it, of hundred? I was, couple of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was about to say plus. Yeah, I was on a couple of hundred extractions and fillings and checkups and the whole lot. But yeah. it, got me, it kind of reinforced what I was thinking about in terms of putting plans in place for my kids. So like insurance or 
you know, I, I, I have a mortgage and cars and everything else, and yeah. I pay for everything monthly. So I was thinking, why don't I put a payment plan in place yeah. to preempt my kids and make me more likely to bring them to the dentist? What, what about like, what about the thing that? has put me off in terms of joining these payment plans i just assume that when you join a payment plan at the end of it you paid a lot more than you would have done if you paid in a lump sum you know if you join some payment plans they they secretly add in 10 percent over the period how does how does how does that work with, with your with your plans i suppose with our system it, it's so I suppose at the moment, a lot of people might have dental benefits. Joe mentioned VHI, or or there's another dental benefits provider in Ireland. And you get a defined set of benefits for X amount in payment each month. But the, I suppose the issue I have with that is that if you don't use those benefits, at the end of the year, the insurance company keeps your money. Yeah. Whereas with my system, you're paying the membership fee like a gym membership directly to the dentist. Yeah, okay. it, it's. I think it's the whole thing is about being transparent. Yes, That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, and and it, it's it's like you know you, there's some insurance out there for in the automotive industry for yeah. your car, and the people buy these insurance, and some of the insurance you, they go to get it repaired, and they go, oh no, sorry, that's only it's only if your engine blows up yeah, or something yeah, yeah. that isn't covered in it. Right. Okay. Okay. But what I what I I would believe and correct me if I'm wrong on this is that I'm paying this monthly fee and that is guaranteed that's calculating and guarantee me to get my checkup every six months right however in that checkup if i need to get more work that payment plan can be either adjusted or whatever's left in it can be used towards the bigger payment yeah so 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 that's a good understanding of it um I suppose we are only a startup business, so we are trying to figure yeah, it out, yeah, and we yeah, don't yeah. want to make it too complicated for people. So, yeah. I mean, I was looking at he- reviewing my health insurance the other day. There's 300 odd plans for general health insurance in Ireland, oh, which yeah. is nonsense. So, what we've done is we've created three simple plans: A, B, and C. And A is for a PRSI or PPS PRSI paying adult. Another one is for a non PRSI paying adult, and another one is for a child. And they're the three first plans that we're going to offer at different different price points and that will be agreed with the dental practice so what we'll do is we'll put a web page on each, on the dentist website so for people who come onto the website they can see what they're going to get for their money how much it's going to cost every month and that won't change so it won't be like there'll be no hidden hidden fees on it once you sign up then you get your statement your email every month telling you what you're entitled to and then when you go into the dental practice they have a dashboard that shows them what you know Joe for example what you've got in the bank basically exactly yeah Um, so under the three plans you will get your exam you will get your hygienist clean and then you will also get a discount off you mentioned fillings crowns dental implants of say 10 or 20 percent do you know it's 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 something as well which has to be towards um a reward system as well yeah, for yeah. loyalty yeah. you know th- those those sort of things you know so, so and is that built in as well a kind of a loyalty thing or yeah i mean the, the, the whole uh, reason that it take notes we, we won't charge you for this <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely you know i'm learning here you know every day is a learning day um but uh, i suppose this is the big reason a dental practice would take a system like mine on board is it creates loyalty so say if you go to the gym you're paying your membership there every month you're yeah. more inclined to go and you're going to get more long-term health benefits from it you but you have um, a membership for a gym. Do you go? Uh, I do. I don't. I go because my <laughs> wife goes. 
Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's about simplicity. So people see the benefits they're getting. They see the fees up front. They, it's easy for the dental clinic. And it, we can do a sign-up to two pages on the website. So you yeah. go in, you see your package, you click select, you put in your name, your email, your IBAN, and you're done. And that's yeah. it set up. It, it, it's interesting because oral hygiene... Uh, has only really come in in the beginning of the early century. You yeah, know, yeah. before that, it, there wasn't. No. To, you know, it's it's a mad how it's it's evolving. Yeah, I mean, the industry itself has changed. So, like, say, ten years ago, the dentist would have done the hygienist clean. And now but they have now it's a specific in. job, yeah. and the, the hygienist will see you every six months because it's in your interest for your long-term oral health are you, looking at, are you looking at what's happening around the world we, we mentioned Australia Australia's really advanced in this space are you kind of getting are you researching what's the, the best the way to configure these programs by looking around the world or yeah so um, Australia is a good example and actually for dental membership plans Australia is behind the curve would you believe right. um, the UK though would be ahead of the curve with membership plans so um, there's 10,000 dental practices in the UK and as far as the best figures suggest 40% of dental practices have these membership plans in place already. Okay. So we're we're obviously connected into the EU market, which is 33 countries that use the euro. Yeah. So I suppose with the Brexit and everything else that's going on there, it doesn't really make sense to go into the UK marking market. But through our financially regulated partner, we'll be able to transact sterling in Q2 of this year. Okay. So... Absolutely. I mean, Ireland is a great market to test technology or a new startup business. Yeah, it's yeah. small, it's closed, and if it fails, you can walk away yeah, and wash your hands. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, you know, it's very hard to be a prophet in your own land. And, you know, the Irish will rip things apart. And if you can, I always believe that at any technology company or any other company that wants to go global, if you can really, you know, put it in, in and speak to the Irish people and all, because everyone is a critic. Cynics, you know, yeah. 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 And and if you can get past that, then you go, OK, yeah, yeah. outside of my own world, people will be a little bit softer. Yeah. You know, in England they'll tell you no. In Ireland they won't tell you no, but they'd slag the slag the arse off if you, you left behind your back. Exactly yeah, yeah, and if you <laughs> yeah, can crack yeah. that on it. Yeah. But it, w one of the things that people always complain about as well, and with with the, I, with the dental industry is, you know, there's people who fly off to Poland, or there's people go to England because they believe that the pricing of it here is so expensive because there is only a thousand plus. So you know, is there an monopoly or are people getting more wiser or will this make people stay with their own local dentists yeah. instead of making trips abroad I, I suppose without going in, like we could do another whole show yeah, on yeah. dentistry abroad pricing, yeah. and pricing um, like all services in Ireland they're expensive because of the cost of doing business tax rates are yeah. high I mean rates, I, even uh, rates are high cost of employees so all of that contributes to the cost um, I think our standards generally in Ireland are very high in comparison to some of the other countries you might have mentioned. You've also got comeback. So I've met Irish dentists and they're like, look, if my patients want to go out to Hungary or Eastern Europe and get treatment, that's fine. But in a lot of cases, it, it, it's documented and it's all over the news. People go over there and there's a case of over-treatment. So you go in and you land there for five days and they do as much dental work as they can. But you've no comeback if it all goes wrong. Yeah. And, um, and also maybe the materials wouldn't be the same standard. So 
that, I suppose in a way that's kind of what you're it's paying like the for. automotive industry and it's like yeah. every other you know it's Europe it's yeah. my bugbear there is car insurance but we'll, we'll talk about that yeah. another day it's another day <laughs> or all insurance yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean in terms of our prices for dental work and I, I, I can't speak for the industry I'm not the idea here but the same prices are the same in France and Germany and Spain and Italy yeah, yeah. and you touch uh, touched on Australia earlier like that's on the other side of the world I have a massive market of 300 million people in yeah. Europe and I can fly to any one of those countries in two to three hours. Yeah, yeah. Are you competing against the likes of PayPal and Stripe and all them? I know they're bigger and multi-million pound industry, but you would be coming in as a small competitor of them. Yeah, I suppose in a way you've you've got to look at the different niches in, in digital payments. So like I would always, always think of the likes of Stripe or PayPal as the wholesaler. Yeah. So they they build all the back-end systems and they put them out to everyone and say, look, you use them if you want to, and here's our fee for doing so. What we do is we work niche market of dental and then a bit more broadly into other healthcare. So how do you, how do you attract you know somebody who's about to go to the dentist next week how do they find out about you and how do you what do you do to attract them to come to you? Well well this is it. I mean um again going back to Stripe and PayPal they just provide you financial services. We actually provide financial services and marketing and communications material on top. So when a dentist signs up with us, we have, first of all, we have completely regulated and financially secure transactions through our partner. We also then have a suite of communications and marketing. So uh, simple examples might be a waiting room poster, social media posts for their Facebook page, and we'll also build all the the information and put it on their website. So we offer a complete end-to-end solution. Did you mm. see in, in uh, the, the name has um, slipped my mind? But Google Google bought um, oh. a payment a co- an Irish tech company who does payment plan. Google Pay bought it for three point five million or something. An Irish startup. Was this recently? Last week. Slack. Okay. I get I no, no. It's like I can't remember what it was. I actually. But that's what you know. It, it, th- what I'm saying is that could be an opportunity for for yourself a couple of years down the road, mm. and someone like Stripe or Google might go, okay, here's a startup that's in the market. They've got a good idea, and they might make a purchase on it. Well, I mean, you're absolutely. If they're right. hearing out, yeah, yeah, they're hearing. Yeah, yeah. They're there. Yeah, no, we're up for sale. Highest bid is only. There's 300 million yeah. customers. <laughs> but actually, it, it's funny since I, I I've put about two years into starting this business. And and in the last three to four months, either MasterCard or Visa have actually looked at the healthcare niche and said, yeah, this is something we want to get involved in. Yeah, so yeah. the long-term goal, you know, every startup or every entrepreneur's yeah, yeah. dream is to be bought. It's an exit plan. <laughs> but, but, but for me, it's a tack on to my existing business. I have a well-established, successful dental marketing business for 10 years. And the digital payments, I'm already talking to dentists. So it's just like, so here's another an service we can the, do. It's the upsell. It's the yeah, upsell. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's part of that... Uh, recurring revenue as well yeah. for them and for you so it, it you could say without getting into the nitty yeah. bits and the bolts it's a no-brainer yeah. really is, and, yeah. and, and we, I mean we, we've I kind of focused here on the membership plans but another thing we, I, I would like to include on the platform Two, two, two platforms, yeah. Sorry, yeah. another thing I'd like to include on the platform at a later date is patient finance. So if you have a bigger treatment plan, you require one of, say, five or ten grand, yeah. uh, where is that money going to come from? If we could give you that or we could put you through an application process 
Um, we talked about open banking and PSD2 so funding from your own bank. So Bank of Ireland, AIB, or let, let's mention them all here, yeah. Pounder, TSB and KBC. Yeah. We can actually put a loan application through your own bank to get you the finance for that treatment there and then on the premises. Yeah. But it, it's all about monthly payments, isn't it? it is, you know, people it is, make yeah. decisions on monthly payments. People buy cars. Yeah. You know, there's let, we know the wants and the needs and people buy holidays, the wants yeah, and the yeah. needs. People but think also, on a monthly basis. It's, yeah. They think on a, on a monthly basis. Yeah, and if it's something that's affordable to them, and it's a no-brainer, they they yeah. go with it. I, 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 am getting the next step. Then the next step for the um, dental practices is is then teaching them how to sell yeah. this product to their customers. That's the the, the evolution of 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 it. Yes, yeah. and and, and um, in a way. We, we kind of touched on that we're going to do that for them mm. so we're going to create all the graphics the marketing for their Facebook pages the website it's that conversation the they posters. have with the person in the face to face conversation yeah. in the, in the mm. uh, reception area is, is where the, the, the king is yeah. uh, absolutely absolutely yeah. so like and, and I think it'll be a case as I said these model, this model is very well established in the UK where the first maybe 10 or 20 patients to get on board will be difficult yeah. but after that it'll be a bit of a yeah, rolling stone yeah, yeah. and people will say yeah do you do patient payment membership plans and we'll also be doing our own marketing to raise the profile and have a list of locations that are on board yep. with us uh, Rory I know you have to shoot off um, we're going to take a quick break but before we go where can people find you have a look give us the, spring out those details there yeah I mean it, everything is on patientpayments.com so just to uh, reiterate the spelling so people get it correct P-A-Y T-I-E-N-T payments.com or just you can look me up Rory Goff either um, it'll come up and um, the dentist information is there and hopefully the information will be arriving in your local dental practice soon too if we're successful over the next 6 to 12 months that's Perfect. great and great having you on the show as well thanks very much guys really thanks appreciate it thank you brilliant and we're going to take a quick break folks so uh, in the second uh, part of the show we have another uh, wonderful guest uh, by the name of Rachel Bell from Airfield Estate welcome Rachel thank you very much hello everybody it's great to see you here I think before Rachel talks though I think Joe wants to say something yeah no I, I just you know, it just came to me during the break there um I went out for uh, a bite at a business uh, meeting last night. Not business, more of a friendship meeting. And it was with a David O'Neill from Liffey Finance and, and went to a restaurant. And it was unusual because usually you go to network meetings or you go meeting people for coffee. We decided to go and meet for a bite to eat. Yeah. So we went to a restaurant and it was just it was just a different way of networking. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a great night. The two was just shot the breeze said what yeah. was happening um, it was the food was excellent and yeah it was just a different way of networking sometimes it's easier to connect when you're just in that but it was the, the meal instead yeah. of the and I know I run these masterminds and yeah. I'm thinking of maybe changing them to a lunch that's a great idea. Just everyone sitting idea. around yeah. and, and having a bite Absolutely. to eat. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, tease yeah. on that, and that's because David, uh, he was kind enough to invite me for uh, a meal. So that's David from yeah. Liffey Finance. And maybe we could do you. Maybe you could do a lunch at Airfield. At some I'm point. doing. I'm running an event exactly. in there, and I, I love the food there. I love yeah, the it's food. a great place. It's a great it is, place. It's a wonderful yeah, place. Especially on a day like today. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, day. absolutely not, beautiful. I'm looking here. There's not one cloud in the no, sky. No, it's a bit cold, but it's perfect. Crisp, crisp, crisp. I know. Rachel, first time on radio. It is. 
Yes, yes. Them all <laughs> shaking. Yeah. Now we're going to do we, the 50 questions. Oh, excellent. Um, and you have to get them right. And everyone, okay. So who's the president of Ireland? Okay. <laughs> Who was the character in... Uh, there we go. There we go, there we go. But, but Rachel, uh, welcome. Thank you. Airfield. What an amazing place. It is. You know that I have a very fond mm-hmm. heart for Airfield. I love bringing my kids there. I love walking around. I love the events that you have there. So um, it's a non-for-profit organisation and they solely rely on people coming in through the door exactly. to keep it going exactly. on it. Yeah. Uh, so yes, um, you're new to the business there yourself? I am, yeah. You? So I started there in March um, and I look after all the events that take place there. I work in sales. Um, so we run loads of different type of events from our festivals that we run kind of in May on the May Bank holiday and then also in September um, with some of their events then our Christmas experience also. Good, brilliant. We were there with the kids exactly. this year as well. Yeah, yeah and then we great. have loads of different other events as well. So we have weddings there which are very popular during the summer do do months. Yeah. We do, we do weddings, yes. Yeah, so we can kind of do smaller or larger weddings. We cater up, f- up to 120 people total. Um, so we are actually registered to host civil ceremonies on site as well. Wow. So they can get married within the walled garden. Wow. And then for smaller numbers, up to 54, we can cater for them in um, the library room in the main house. And then anything over 70, up to 120, is in Overend's kitchen. So it's a beautiful setting for yeah, a wedding is. there, I have to say. And they, the guests and the um, bride and groom have the opportunity to take pictures all around the estate. So it's a really wonderful setting yeah. for weddings. You're a big part of the community as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's not just you know the the organization but the events that you hold you're part of Dunleary Rat Down mm-hmm. you are now you're part of the chamber as well yeah. and the local enterprise office in Dunleary Rat Down as well have, have run some events I believe up in yourselves um, I think it's it's just a great place it I'll, just, great I'll place. just keep saying yeah. rabbiting yeah. on it's yeah, such yeah, a great yeah. place it is in terms of your business development plans for events are you constantly thinking about new types of customers new types of events uh, you're constantly thinking about how to reinvent and bring new stuff in yeah absolutely so as I said we do weddings but we also uh, cater for meetings there as well yeah. um, and also for a lot of family gatherings so um, with our meetings we have our library room and we also have um, the hive and we have a new meeting room coming on space as well so we cater for kind of smaller and larger meeting spaces and um, within the corporate area of it as well and um, we do a lot of um kind of work related things um, so for people having their corporate day outs their team buildings as well yeah. and that they can cater for that that we can do team building activities as well which is brilliant yeah. you're creating a smaller room for a more smaller gathering in, in corporate that's brilliant exactly. because at the moment you have just the, the, the one large base yeah um, that's that's great actually have, yeah, yeah so kind of encourage people and it's a beautiful place for people to come and hold a meeting and then during their lunchtime they're free to walk around the estate as well so yeah. it kind of gives that space where they're intimate during their meeting but then they're also can avail of the tranquility of airfield then I would to kind say of that would keep business meetings calmer than usual being the energy a, is great it's a yeah. great 
yes, it is a special it is a special place yeah, yeah. And they can yeah, kind of gather their thoughts then again during yeah, lunchtime yeah. they and can then run around the garden screaming <laughs> get a little <laughs> lunch and then and yeah. then come back in exactly what about, yeah. about ecotourism those kind of things are you promoting that or is there an opportunity there or yeah there certainly is an opportunity I know yeah. it's something that we are kind of looking at down the line and um, our sustainability is always something that we're working towards as well yeah. and um, our kitchen are always working on reducing their food waste um, and also a large project last year was improving the waste segregation on site yeah. so we're kind of the majority of, of our waste goes to recycling now so that is always something that we're looking to okay. kind of gain and strive to achieve and the history behind the, who were the original owners so the Overends were the original owners, the um, and then it was the two daughters, Naomi and Letitia, um, so they kind of ran it. So they were really into um, kind of the Irish Red Cross and different kind of first aid, so they kind of brought the charitable kind of side to it as well. Yeah. Um, they were really kind of pioneering women that they were very into um, the farm side of things. They had their Jersey herd, which we still have there today. Um, and they're kind of, if you talk to the older generation, I suppose, in Dundrum, they're very much used to seeing them driving around in their Rolls Royce, Royce. tongue-tied on that, sorry. Yeah. Um, so they're just fantastic people to kind of... Ha- look up to and that still strives to be an airfield yeah. today. And I think because I, I was involved in the legal side of things there 20 years ago, I think I'm right in saying that the place is there in perpetuity. It can't ever go basically. Exactly. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. So it can never go. No, I, that's my understanding. It was It's bequeathed in perpetuity. Mm. Wow. That's so it was left in charitable trust so we yeah. still run it as as a charity. Yeah. Because I'm sure that the property developers valuable fly, land. <laughs> fly over in their helicopters yeah. and want to build. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, which is such a shame because there's places out there that are just you know, you turn around and there's grass. Carrick Mines, you know, I, I, yeah. I used to live in Fox Rock, Cabinteely area, and you, you come out of there and you'd be instantly in the country. Now Carrick Mines is going up to step aside, well, you do know. Do you know the horse and hound in Cabinteely? Yeah, I do. I remember, I, know the, well. I know the horse and hound. That was one of my, that was my local at yeah, one stage. Yeah. I remember the horse and hound. And during the summer, you'd have all the horses and all the dogs for the fox hunt, and they would all gather outside there. Yeah, yeah. Hundreds of dogs, yeah, and, yeah. and then they would go off. This was before the uh, Brennan, Brennanstown Roadway, yeah, yeah, and yeah. up off chasing the fox. Yeah, it's all know. changed. And me, only twenty as well. Wow. So, you know, We're a couple of old guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's yeah. it's it's, and all the places all behind there now is all being I developed. Know. So that's why I, I feel it's got to be kept there. It's it's, yeah. it's definitely just absolutely a, a exactly. place that needs to be yeah. for yeah. children's children, yeah. It? Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's educate. You know that yes, you know we laugh about it and where people might go as the kids in school where does a you know a broccoli come from and they say the supermarket you know yeah. it's all the education the, yeah. the, for the children to show them how things are grown the animals and everything as well yeah, yeah. and the organic absolutely do you feel people are changing their ways that they consume food now to what people did about a decade ago 
I think so, yeah. I think people are more aware of where their food comes from. Um, and in Airfield, we have 38 acres altogether, and six acres of that is or, or organic certified um, food gardens. So it's a huge part of bringing the children up there to educate them as to how the food is grown and even to see it grown. Like I myself last summer was walking through the food gardens and kind of had to stop to look and see what was that growing. And it was a yeah. courgette because you saw the beautiful flowers coming up and then you saw the courgette coming out but yeah. it never really occurred to me how it actually grew. So it's fantastic the amount and the variety of vegetables that we are growing there and the produce that we grow there to actually see how it is being grown both out in the garden and then also in yeah. the polytunnels The, the colours well. there are amazing. Yeah, we were there in July for your event in July and it was just like festooned with colour and stuff. Yeah. Do you remember you saw when you were younger there was Box the Fox which was Robin Orchard? You know, people used yeah. to hop over the wall yeah, and run yeah. in and rob the Granny Smith apples. I used to do that. I set up a stool in the front garden and sold them with my brother. <laughs> do you get people jumping in, jumping in and nicking, nicking? We don't actually. Yeah. No, no, it's very well. Because you have a gun. Definitely not. Enter at your own risk. Do you remember jumping yeah. over the yeah. over the wall? I did that for profession. What's what's it like to work there for you I mean is it is it relax it must be relaxing it must you must feel privileged to be there oh absolutely privileged yeah, yeah it's a great place to work and if there is a time at any stage where you do feel maybe a little bit overwhelmed it's great to just kind of go for, go for a little stroll around yeah, the place yeah. and the staff there are just absolutely brilliant like everyone really enjoys working there everyone's really behind it so you kind of feel that and you get that part sense of, of yeah. exactly part of something the kind of pride of working there as well and everyone's striving to achieve the same thing to make it better to make sure that it's kept well for all the visitors that are coming and to encourage more people to come and visit it's one of the reasons why i hold my event there it's the change your mind change your life event and i'm running it on the 25th of january in the location because of the grounds because of the energy because of the food that it's organic that the event is very special and it's for lifting people's spirits and make people have a great day and I wouldn't get the same lift if I was running in a hotel in, in, or something. When the hotels are good, we're not knocking yeah. hotels, but there's just something for the event that it is. No, I agree. For for there yeah. that it's very special on it, so it's uh, yeah. it is super. I tell you, what, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back, folks. Hello again, and uh, again, thanks to our sponsors, the local enterprise office at Dunleary Rathdown. Hashtag making it happen. Uh, Ra- Rachel, we were talking during the break about events coming up. What, what, yeah. what are the events that are coming up? Yeah, so we have a lot of different events that all can be found on our website. Um, so kind of in January, we have a scone making workshop and a vegetarian dinner workshop. So that's something that's really kind of coming to a light now with vegetarians. Um, we also have a fermentation workshop. and That sounds dangerous. It does. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of our um, Chef Luke Matthews' favourite things, so uh, fermentation would be a really good one. And then we also have our warming bakes workshop. Um, then starting from the 9th of February, we have our Young Chefs, so that takes place every second Sunday throughout the year. It's always really, really popular and books out, so um, that's a good one to watch. Um, then also on the 14th of February, we have the first of our series of dinners for the year. 
So this will take place in Overend's Kitchen and it's a five course meal created by our culinary lead, Luke Matthews. So it takes place um, on Valentine's evening. So it's a great kind of different event. Usually Overend's isn't open during the evening. So um, it's kind of completely something different. So, all so who can come to that? Can anybody just come anybody, to your website? Yeah, so if they go to the website, well, they can book tickets. So, so. Yeah. Anybody who's romantically inclined. <laughs> so. Exactly, yeah. They can book tickets online. Um, then also our afternoon tea is starting again on Mother's Day which is the 22nd of March and it takes place during the summer months the last Sunday of every month so we've loads of different events coming up that can be all found on the website so for all ages whether it be kids with the young chef and the dinner events and different things you'd be limited with the Valentines because you couldn't rock up with your I couldn't rock up with my wife and my three kids (laughs) (laughs) to to wreck the place everyone romantic oh I don't want to marry you (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. the place yeah yeah. (laughs) Maybe not for that one, but that's the first of a series of dinners we had throughout the year. So we have another one coming up in spring. We usually have one in summer then and another one in autumn. What about activities other than than events? Are are there other sort of non-event activities that happen there? There are, yeah, absolutely. So every day um, we have a number of different activities that take place. Um, So at 10 o'clock we have our egg collecting, which takes place in the chicken coop. Um, At 10.30 then we have the Jersey herd milking and the tasting of the cows, which takes place in the farmyard. Have you ever milked a cow and drunk the milk straight away? I've drank, I drink raw milk as it is. I did that once yeah, in Australia. No. It's very, it's warm and kind of custardy, isn't it? It, it tastes is. like custardy. Yeah, yeah it's a lot creamier, especially yeah, yeah. with the Jersey herd. Um, it tastes a lot different. Like custard. Exactly. A little bit yeah, like custard, yeah, but it, yeah. we do that at, at 10.30 every day. Our engineer is pulling faces inside <laughs> there. Alison is going, oh my God, no. That's what's in your, no. what's in your tea, Alison. Not a fan of the milk. <laughs> Talking about food, do you know what I've actually, I've cut out meat for breakfast totally, and I've cut out meat for lunch, and I'm only eating meat three times a week, possibly for dinner. Yeah, we're the similar, about three and times I, a week. Because I'm, I'm, I'm mainly just sort of thinking... Okay, the less meat I eat, maybe it could be an environmental impact if so many people do it on the planet. Mm -hmm. I'm really a lot of people are doing it. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. And uh, I do miss my sausages. And I'm going these. I'm testing. Uh, all these artificial sausages I should say they don't work oh my god I had a a beetroot sausage the other day and it tastes like I was eating I picked went into the garden and picked up a load of soil and ate it that's what it is what would be your are there any other activities yeah so those are the first two things then at 11 o'clock we have the the calf feeding Um, so that takes place and we had a new calf born there the other day as well Um, and then at 11.30 and 2.30 Wednesday to Sunday we have a house tour so um, when the artifacts were found in the attic of the old house. We've created a museum in the ground floor of wow. the main house Which of the brilliant. estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so um, our tour guides give a tour at 11.30 and 2.30. So it's and a really good know. chance to see the background of the estate yeah. and the overends. Rachel, we're, we're coming to, we're, we're going to take a break here now in a second, but where can people give the website address, give all where if people want to book or check it out, you know, and the times that you're open and everything? Yeah, so if they check out the website, which is airfield.ie, um, all the information is there on all the activities that take place, the pricing, the opening hours, all the events that are taking place as well, so they can find it all there. All there on it. And the staff are all really happy. Yeah. Happy staff. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it is a great we place. We try our best. And great coffee. 
I have to say, great yeah. Huffy. And Simon, what are you doing for the rest of the week? Uh, I'm tomorrow. I'm actually doing a goal mapping session with the Junior Chamber of Commerce in the morning. Okay. Uh, and then I'm doing some more work with Inter IES abroad, American College on Monday, and then just catching up on stuff. And how was Kerry? You mean Cork? A Cork, a Kinsale. Kinsale. It was lovely, yeah. Well, yeah. we stayed in Cork, but Kinsale's my favourite place. It's beautiful, it? isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's fishy, fishy you have to eat down there, That's isn't right, it? That's right, fishy, it's, fishy. It's, yeah. it's, it's booked up. Yeah. Totally booked up. Um, we're just going to, uh, we're going to, I, we're just going to take, switch over now to a, a radio interview I did uh, with a Deirdre O'Brien. Um, she was just speaking about a, a very good friend of mine, Mark O'Brien, and a, a fundraiser that we're, we're trying to organise for Mark as well. So on that note, lads, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. I have a very good friend of mine uh, on the line here, and it's Deirdre O'Brien. And the reason why I brought Deirdre on, her brother, who was also a very good friend of mine, is um, had something really strange happen to him last year, which, believe it or not, put him in a coma and left him deaf. And with technology, um, he is possibly able to hear again. And I want to... I want. Deirdre to tell the story. Deirdre, are you there? Yeah, hi, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Good How are you? I'm very good. Thanks for taking the time out to speak to me. I'm very good. Deirdre, tell us about what happened to, to Mark. Yeah, so, so, so Mark is, give you a bit of background, he's, he's um, 51 and he lives in Middlesbrough in the UK, extremely fit and, uh, you know, looks after himself very well. He, he went to bed one late Thursday evening in May, wasn't feeling well, had a bit of a headache, uh, woke up on the Friday morning and was feeling dizzy. So back to bed, um, his partner had managed to get a, an appointment with the GP that afternoon when she went to wake him up to bring him to the GP, he was actually unconscious. So at that point, they got an ambulance and he was rushed into to hospital uh, very quickly seen a uh, lumbar, lumbar puncture done and they realised that he'd contracted uh, a rare form of meningitis called pneumococcal meningitis yeah. and he was uh, straight in on life support. So he was on life support for two weeks, uh, I think. I don't know. They, that, that time was a bit of a blur. Yeah. We all obviously jumped on planes and trains and ended up, uh, you know, watching him uh, in that state. And, um, yeah, he spent uh, the rest, a uh, couple of months in a coma and um, six months in hospital. Um, as a result, he has uh, Bell's palsy on his face. He's impaired vision. He walks with a stick, but the most um, most life changing uh, impact of the disease is that he's profoundly deaf, so he can't hear. Yeah, it's it's quite shocking because I I know Mark, you know, many many years, and Mark is a good guy. There is no badness in Mark. Yeah. He's he's always. You know, up for a laugh, a good he's a joke, positive. And what I found about when this happened to Mark, his positivity after coming out of the coma, like being honest, we all thought he was going to die. And yeah. there was a visual people praying and people were, you know, expecting the worst. But when he came out of it, he was actually positive and he was going, I'm alive. Yeah. 
I'm alive. Yeah. So I know that he was deaf because it, the, the meningitis got into his brain and caused these issues. And I know he's had surgery with with one ear and that mm-hmm. surgery, he now hears correct uh, something electronic. He'll hear the voices electronic. Yeah. But what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to raise funds to get the second ear done. Mm. Yes, yeah, so so in in the the he's obviously in the UK. So with the NHS, the NHS will give adults one cochlear implant, and they give children two, and that's simply down to, to health economics in in the UK. Yeah, and the <clears throat> the cochlear implant that he has has been life changing for him. He uses an app through uh, an iPhone, so he can. He can hear people on the telephone. He has a, a device that connects to the television, so that goes straight into the implant that's in his head. And it's been really, really, you know, it has given him back some element of, of a, a, a quality of life. Yeah. Now, the, the second implant is more of a surround sound implant. It'll take away the noise if he's in, in, in a noisy situation. It'll be able to to help him figure out which direction the car is coming from if he can you know, if he's standing um on the road. Yeah. Um and it's um you know, but it's an expensive it's an expensive operation. And it's quite intricate in regards to to even getting the test done because he can't have um, a full MRI because he has a magnet in his head already. Yeah. So it's specialist MRIs, it's specialists. Um, and there's a window of operation. There's a window yeah. as well that if this if it goes on too long, he won't be able to receive this as well. Exactly. What happens with the meningitis is it starts forming uh, your hardening your skull over time. Yeah. So um, if the skull is hardened, then they can't actually bury the, the implant the into, into it, yeah. head. Tell me, the, the, the fundraiser and the reason why, you know, I don't normally do this, um, but, you know, I, I know Mark and, and you know, it, he is a really good guy and he, he, he is, he, he's always looking at the positive with this, you know, he says, I'm alive, I, I have my, my partner and I have my kids and everything and this will just help him in the quality of life and I know you are asked people to make a small donation because if multiple people People make small donations. A lot can happen. What is the fundraiser if people want to make a donation to help Mark? Oh well, it, it, we set up a, a GoFundMe page, so it's GoFundMe.com, and the name of his particular fundraising um, campaign is called Help Mark Here. Yeah. So if you simply put GoFundMe Help Mark Here into the browser you will see the fundraising campaign. It's under my name, D. O'Brien, and you'll see pictures of him and the whole story, uh, the backstory as to what happened. Uh, I have to say, Joe, I just want to take this opportunity for anybody. I know, you know a lot of your friends listening to this who are also his friends and mine. People have literally come out of the four corners of the earth. Yeah, it's, I know. It's yeah. actually humbling to see the amount of people who are friends of his, friends of mine, friends of my sister Catherine, my brother Johnny, literally have come from from 20, 30 years back uh, donating uh, amounts to him. Yeah. He is just, and, and, and the other thing you say is the positivity. I knew Mike's a comedian, you know, he's a very, very funny guy and he's very, very positive, but I never had him down as a philosophical type of guy. He has never complained. 
It's never said why he needs. He just gets up every day and gets on with it. Takes each day as it comes. He's been absolutely incredible. Beautiful, beautiful. Anyway, Deirdre, look, um, we, as I say, we have that name there, and um, you know, if anyone can make a small donation, it 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 will it will change this person's um, life on it. So, Deirdre Brown, thank you for coming on to Business yeah. Eye and for sharing uh, the the story. It it is heartwarming. It's it it you know brings a tear to my eye. Um, and Deirdre, look, we we let's let's try and get this this fund one hundred percent. Okay. Thanks, Will and Joe. Thanks a lot for the opportunity. Thank you. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.